Times reported Donald Trump lost more money than nearly any other individual U.S. taxpayer from 1985 to 1994. The total loss is more than $1 billion, and that's just the beginning of it, according to the Times. Okay, so this, wow. this is... Stunning revelations. This is why I'm not part of the 70% of Americans that think it ought to be a law that candidates have to reveal the taxes because it's so poorly handled by the media. When Trump was a candidate and some tax stuff came out about how he wrote off all these losses and everybody went crazy. I remember. It was shocking. Nobody said he did anything illegal and and nobody in Congress said we should change the law. Yet the tone was, look at this awful thing that happened. Obviously, you don't think it's too awful. Hillary Clinton didn't say change the law because she's going to do the same thing when she's running a business. I'm not hearing you. To understand the depths of depravity of what we've learned, we've invited our favorite uh, tax expert, Stephen Moskowitz, a tax attorney from Moskowitz LLP, uh, to join us on the show to discuss what has been revealed. Stephen, thank you for the time. First of all, how are you? I'm great. I'm extra happy because I get to talk about taxes. You are the most enthusiastic person in any field I've ever known, and I've known pro athletes so, and musicians. Even all that money. So, so Stephen, what is your reaction to what's been revealed about the Donald's taxes in the 80s and 90s? Good job for Donald's tax attorneys. My entire career, which spans over 30 years, this is typical real estate investing. What you have is a positive cash flow. So suppose you took in rental of $3 million from your building. You wrote checks of expenses of $2 million. You have a cash profit of $1 million. But then you have depreciation of $5 million, so you have a paper loss, a tax loss, and then you can write that off against $4 million of your other income and not pay tax on that. That's what our Congress, in their infinite wisdom, have provided us. It's always been around. And to see how favored it is, this most recent tax act, the government has allowed more of that. They've increased bonus depreciation from 50% to 100% for properties that have a useful life of 20 years or less. That means that Donald could have done more losses with the new law than the old one. It's favored by Congress. They give it to us. So what percentage of these monsters take these so-called deductions, Stephen? Everybody that has real estate takes it. What, can I use a, a word? Get, get your bleeper ready, because this might be an offensive word. Are you ready? I can't wait. It's a valid, here it comes, tax shelter. I said the dirty word. But so is your mortgage interest. So is your charitable deductions. This is Congress saying, look, they'd like you to do certain behaviors. They like you buying rental buildings. They like you doing charitable they can't order you. We're still a democracy. So the Congress says, okay, they'll pay part of the freight by giving you tax deductions. That's how the Congress gets us to do things. There's two purposes of the tax law. One, we all know, extraction of money from us. But the other one is a system of incentives. When the government wants you to do something, can't order you, it says, look, we'll pay part of it through tax savings. This is what our tax law is all about. And again, as you were saying earlier, Nobody said he did anything. He's being criticized for taking advantage of what our Congress, in their infinite wisdom, has provided. If anybody didn't do that, they'd be nuts. So I'll ask you this, not knowing what you're going to say, if this is going to be uh, something that makes Donald look better or worse. How much of an indication um, that the stuff that's come out is it of to whether you're a good business person or a bad business person? 
The bigger the tax loss you can take earlier, the better. For example, there's something called cost segregation analysis, where a rental building, a commercial building, is depreciated over 39 years. A commercial building, a residential building, 27 and a half years. But with cost segregation analysis, you send an engineer into the property, and he or she says, okay, you have some 39-year property, but some 15, some 10, some 5, and you greatly accelerate the depreciation. It's called time value of money. You'd rather have a benefit today than 39 years from today. And then if you continue to buy or build buildings, you can do this over the years, and that's how you can do this for years and years. Use it as part of your financing for the buildings and save money. So the more you can do, the better. We do this for clients. It's perfectly legal. And is this a loophole, or is Congress perfectly aware of how the law is used? Well, of course they're perfectly aware. And again, this year in our most recent tax law, Congress increased the depreciation. So now, if the Donald had those same transactions today, he could have written off even more than he did in those earlier years. The Congress not only favors it, they gave us more in our most recent tax law. Stephen Moskowitz, tax attorney, is uh, on the line. So the way math works, if you cut taxes 1% for everybody, a politician can claim most of the benefits went to the rich because 1% of a billion dollars is more than 1% of $80,000 a year. Similarly... Um, They're talking about Trump lost more money than most people. Is that just because he's dealing with bigger numbers? He's he's a bigger player? Well, of course. And, and again, we're talking about paper losses. Suppose you bought a giant building that was very expensive. You would have massive depreciation on that as opposed to, say, you bought a residential house. But the bottom line is what he's done is just bigger numbers. But the idea of business, of course, is to make the maximum amount of money and pay the minimum amount of taxes. And look at the Fortune 500 with all those companies that make billions in profit and pay zero taxes. So when you hear the reporting on this stuff in the mainstream media, does it make you just want to tear your hair out, or do you just ignore it? It makes me crazy (laughs) because you have people that don't understand things, like a certain politician who was instrumental in keeping Amazon out of New York City saying, well, good, you know, we keep them out. Well, wait a minute, the reason... New York gave those incentives was to bring 25,000 jobs, the ripple effect, those people make money, pay taxes, spend money, new businesses open, they have taxes. That's basic economics. And that's why the Congress does this, because they want economic prosperity for everyone. When somebody invests in a building like that, there's a lot of people, other than the owner of the building, that benefit. Stephen Moskowitz, tax attorney, Moskowitz, LLP. Uh, if you need to get a hold of him, he's at one triple eight tax deal, one eight 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 tax deal. Hey, Stephen, it's always enlightening. Thanks a million, guys. Thanks so much. I have a great time. Good to talk to you. Thanks. So this is a credit to Stephen, not us. Well, but we chose to have him on. But tell me, you heard a better discussion of Trump's taxes than that since they right. came out last night? Right. Well, he didn't make fun of them once. <laughs> <laughs> well, well but, you but, can if you'd like. But my <laughs> my point is, if you don't like it, and you you can decide you don't like that. But then argue to change the law, whoever's criticizing this. Right. There is not a single allegation of illegality or, as far as I can tell, unethical behavior in any of this. Now, again, I don't think Trump's a saint. He has some business practices I think are way out of bounds. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But this ain't one of them. (laughs) So, and, and, and I tell you what. New York Times is working as hard as they can 
with the, the WAPO and, and CNN and MSNBC and the ACLU to get Trump reelected. I still, yeah, I still say, uh, just my guess, it's a net positive for Trump, this story, in that it will motivate people. Trump supporters are going to vote for him anyway. Trump haters are going to vote against him. But that, that crowd in there that's like, I don't know, I'm happy with some stuff, but the kind of guy is drives me crazy. These stories make that crowd want to vote for Trump. Yep. It's like, what are you doing? Now, what is this? This has nothing to do with Russia or anything. Now is this. And and this has absolutely nothing to do with me and my family and our safety and our ability to make a living and the rest of it. Anyway, we'll see how it turns out. Is we this... only have, can you put the other screen up there, uh, Hanson? We're getting close to the election. We're down to the final crucial 545 days. Oh, the big 545, <laughs> they call them. <laughs> I tell you what, though, this uh, the coverage of it in the WAPO includes the Donald and his wife Ivana at the time in the 80s, I think. Yeah, 1988, getting uh, aboard their yacht, and she's got the big, poofy 80s hair going. Mm. And uh, it finally dawned on He's got the big, poofy 80s hair, too, but he kept it. He still rocks it. The big hair sprayed hair. Well, the big hair for the women come back. Like my all my Everything early girlfriends does. had the giant hair. What's oh. old is new. Absolutely. Everything comes back. Question right? of time. I would have never thought high waisted jeans would come back. Now I see. I live in a college town. I see college girls wearing, wearing them all the time. I think, why? Why don't you? Yeah. They're this time. Big hair will come back though. Oh yeah, it's got. Where to. you spend like a, a, a half an hour with a full can of hairspray to make it just giant. Oh, you tease it up, you blow it dry, and then empty the can on it, and it's enormous. It's this <laughs> hair halo, exactly. <laughs> it's like a helmet. Yep. Oh boy, the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. It's a spicy chicken nugget thanks to Chance the Rapper and Twitter. The rapper tweeted over the weekend, positive affirmations for today. Wendy's will bring back spicy nuggets at some point. Please, please, Lord, let it be today. Wendy's social media team seized on the opportunity, saying it would bring them back. If their tweet got 2 million likes, it wasn't long before that happened. Wendy's tweeted Monday morning, this is not a drill. Spicy chicken nuggets are coming back. That's right. Thanks to Chance the Rapper, Wendy's is bringing back spicy chicken nuggets. And you know what? It's great to see a celebrity take on a cause that's actually attainable for a change. You know? (laughs) You've got Bono running around the world trying to end poverty. Chance the Rapper's just like, hey, let's just bring back the number five. I like that. (laughs) Ah, boy. Um, so, I didn't want to bring anger to this segment, but I have to. Uh-oh. So, I'm, I'm pretty happy that out of a terrible situation, another school shooting in Colorado, near the Columbine School, but another school shooting that authorities there in Colorado are coming out and saying, let's talk about the heroes that stopped this scumbag. They didn't say scumbag, I did. Stupid, angry coward. Let's Everybody not, needs to adopt that. Let's not name the scumbag shooter and show pictures of him. And so, finally, some of the media and authorities are catching on to the fact that we're creating more killers. Then I look in the New York Post, and here's a picture of the killer 
the guy who would have shot as many of his schoolmates as he could have if a couple of hero kids hadn't run at him. Mm-hmm. Run at him. One of them died. But here's a picture of him looking as cool as possible. Once again, it's as if he hired a PR firm to call all the photos of me that exist and find the one that make me look the coolest and put that out to the media. Why in the world would the New York Post or anybody do that work for the killer? I know. It just blows my mind. Do you realize you're killing children? You are contributing to the deaths of children. Why? Why are you doing this? Look at this picture. I wish I had a picture of that cool of me out there. Yep, yep. What? What are you doing, you idiots? You a-holes. We've uh, confronted journalists, some of our friends, about this, and they stammer, well, people have the right to know the facts and and the rest of it. That justifies a picture. I don't think you need a picture at all. It doesn't justify picturing, finding the coolest picture you can. Mug shots only. Maureen, friend of Armstrong and Getty from Littleton, Colorado, which is uh, half a mile from Columbine and very close to the school in question here, um, mentions that... um, Social media immediately uh, exploded with there's blood on Trump's hands and stuff like that. So she said, I did the one thing I could do, and I used knowledge gained from an A&G panel. That was our panel of mental health experts who were unanimous and adamant that media coverage breeds more shootings, specifically making anti-heroes of these people, airing their list of gripes, etc. They were unanimous about that. Uh, so what she did was she commented on every single news outlet's tweet about the shooting. Quote, when you learn the names of the shooters, please do not publish. Don't air their picture. Don't air their motives. Mental health experts confirm this kind of notoriety creates more school shootings. And she says, I think I'm just going to continue sending that message to news outlets year-round. I think we all ought to do that. Everybody listening, when the tweets come out, if there are comments available on the news stories, etc., tweet that message. Or you can go with the uh, the version that you've done often, the sarcastic. Hey, you want it? You want to get your message out there? The best PR came PR campaign. Shoot a bunch of people. Right. You'll get free advertisement for both your coolest photo and whatever you think about politics. Yeah. You can get millions of people to hear your message, and you can vent your anger to them. But we need you to pay us with bodies, and it needs to be as many bodies as possible, preferably children. Right. Exactly. That is the exchange the news media make with these stupid, angry cowards. That's what we will charge you to put your cool picture on our front page. What is wrong with you? On a lighter note, because everything's a lighter note, a couple of great emails recently. Well, we had several people I was talking about learning to fly and being a pilot and that sort of thing, and how I I, I won't, because number one, I don't want to plunge out of the sky, and number two, I'm just, I'm absent-minded. I don't think I would be a good pilot. Um, I almost I, broke into I Believe I Can Fly, but that's R. Kelly, right? Uh, yeah, he's been it is. You can't sing we, we that. We can certainly go with uh, Tom Petty's "Learning to Fly," yeah. uh, the Foo Fighters' uh, "Learn to Fly." Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a couple of people say it is the most fun you can possibly have with your clothes on. And Flying. Then, uh, yes. And yeah, then no. uh, uh, I understand there's no rules about keeping your clothes on either. <laughs> Drew <laughs> says if you're learning, oh, that the simulators are only useful if you're an experienced pilot. They're nothing like flying. Um, if you're learning. 
It's nothing like it. They even discourage it. The sensation of flying, being in such a confined space while so far off the ground is absolutely overwhelming mentally, especially because small planes bounce around so much more than big ones with turbulence and are so low tech. It's literally just cables and pulleys, no hydraulics. It's the most mentally demanding and exhausting thing I've ever experienced by far. You're constantly on the cusp of panic and vertigo your first dozen hours or so while still having to do five things simultaneously to fly the plane. It's an incredibly Where do I diff- sign up? It's an incredibly difficult skill to learn. You know, that a lot of that sounds like why I like riding a motorcycle, which is similar in that you've got to concentrate so hard and pay so close attention to keep from dying that it's thrilling in that way. That was, yeah, that was like mountain biking. You have to be so focused, it makes you feel alive. Um, it's like 135 bucks to take an exploratory flight. Definitely worth doing. They'll take you up for an hour or so and scare the crap out of you. I wonder how much of that you lose in the flight simulators, which my buddy, who's a professional pilot, says are just so good now. It's like flying. But if you know you can't get hurt, I wonder if it takes that away. Some of the thrill. Yeah, plus you don't get jostled around. In, I mean, in I could, in the middle of my flight, just say, eh, screw it, and turn it off. Walk out. Right, right. <laughs> or do that in a drunk or whatever, yeah. yeah. What's yeah. coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, we've got more on the heroes of the Colorado shooting, a battle ramping up even more over the Mueller report, and scientists' exercise to protect the Earth from an asteroid strike goes wildly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like the sound of that. All coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. A lot of asteroid stories lately. For oh, yeah, love them. Armstrong and Getty. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. The first royal baby photos are out. We have them all linked at armstrongandgetty.com. Oh, boy, and our comments. The first first royal baby photos. So, you know, one of the reasons the poor little kid is seventh in line to the throne is the Royal Royal Succession Act of 2013. They changed the rules after a thousand years. Hello. Because it used to be first male, male, male. You have to run completely out of males. Right. Before you go with a queen. Right. Who Um, wants a queen? Exactly. That would never work. Now it's just next in line, whether it's a boy or a girl. So there are a couple of girls ahead of him, too. Affirmative action. Yeah. Or something. They didn't change that until 2013. (laughs) Not that it matters. And who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the news done. Boy, boy, Princess, Prince Charles is first in line to the throne. Mm-hmm. Queen Elizabeth is 93. Yeah. He had to be thinking he was going to be king of England like 20 years yeah, ago at least. solid 20 years of king in minimum. Yeah. Nope. News now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, saluting the student heroes who sidelined that potential massacre at a Colorado school. The Colorado DA, George uh, Bochler, calling on the media to implement a no-notoriety approach when dealing with the two students suspected of killing one other student and injuring eight others during that shooting attack at a charter school. The Douglas County Sheriff saying it was other students who were the heroes in stopping the shooting. There was at least one that we can verify the student that encountered the suspects. 
and I suspect that as the detectives get further interviews from them, we are going to find that there were much more. Sheriff saying during that struggle, one student was fatally shot. And according to NBC News, the young man who was killed was Kendrick Castillo. Reports say that he died a hero in engaging the shooters, and at least two other students tackled the shooters and managed to wrestle their guns away. And again, go to every news site, every uh, channel, every Twitter account that's making an anti-hero out of the shooter, airing their gripes in the days to come. And criticize them bitterly for it. Spread the word. We don't do that anymore. They're a stupid, angry coward. Now they're going to rot in a hole. If if this sea change has happened the way it looks like it's happened, that people are going to run at the shooter, the idea of being able to walk into a building and slaughter 30 people is going to go away to a great extent. Right. And that could change shootings a lot. You just won't get the notoriety. Um, well, listen, if you are a stupid, angry coward... And you have these adolescent fantasies, and this includes adults, of uh, everybody's going to know how mad I am. And I understand that impulse. If you're angry, you want people to know it. But everybody's going to know how mad I am. I'm going to have super cool pictures of me in the media. I'm going to be famous, and my enemies will be gone. It turns into, I'm going to squeeze off a couple of shots, then everybody's going to beat me unconscious, then I'm going to spend the rest of my life in jail, having communicated nothing to no one. We end this, if not completely, to a large extent. Standoff over the Mueller report indeed ramping up today. President Trump is asserting executive privilege in his efforts to seal special counsel Mueller's unredacted final report. The White House accusing the Democrat-controlled House Judiciary Committee of a blatant abuse of power by seeking the full report in a subpoena. The committee is also considering whether Attorney General Bill Barr is in contempt of Congress. The Judiciary Chair Jerry Nadler is furious. The Trump administration has taken obstruction of Congress to new heights. Unfortunately, the Attorney General has been all too willing to support the President in this endeavor. And so it goes. Russia, meanwhile, is blaming the U.S. for Iran's decision to roll back some of the terms of the 2015 nuclear deal. Iran has said earlier today it is scaling back parts of its uh, commitments under the deal and threatened to do more if world powers did not protect it from U.S. sanctions. The Kremlin told reporters today Iran's been provoked by the U.S. and said Washington's decision to pull out of the deal last year was, quote, unthought out. And it turns out if uh, you are pregnant, you're probably going to want to chow down on some nuts. Spanish scientists found that children whose mothers are uh, ate three one-ounce servings of nuts a week in the first trimester scored much better on cognitive function, attention, huh. and memory tests. Hmm. I'm a big nut eater myself, like a squirrel over here. Nuts, Richard. I'm not pregnant, though. Nuts rich in folate. Just heavy set. What? Nuts Nuts are rich in folate and essential fatty acids, which are thought to be particularly good for brain tissue development. So a lot of smarter kids might just because their mom ate nuts when she was pregnant. Yep. I'll be darned. I'll be danged. i got to ask my mom about that. She probably won't remember, but they also have uh, supplements for pregnant ladies that have folic acid and that sort of thing in them. Indeed. All right, my friends, it is an annual exercise. It is held at the International Academy of Astronautics Planetary Defense Conference each year. Last year, the group saved Tokyo from disaster by launching a nuke at the space rock. Yes. 
this time, well, efforts were less successful, and in an effort to deflect the asteroid coming in from hitting Denver, they knocked a piece off course into New York, destroying the city. <laughs> oh, whoops. But they had some time to evacuate some of the millions of hypothetical residents before actual impact. You know, they try to evacuate the residents of New York City every night around 4.30, and it doesn't go very well. Is that an actual plan to, to, to nuke an asteroid as it's on its way in? Yeah, they're trying out different methods. It's the backup of sending up Bruce Willis on a under uh, like an oil drilling rig. It doesn't work like it was displayed in the documentary. Uh, Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> Armentary well, Armageddon. Yeah, if, if you can just tweak the thing's course just a tiny percentage of a degree far enough out, it'll miss the Earth and take out the Martians. But won't we have a deal where we're... And, that'll, and their aggressions. We're pushing it so it hits Moscow, and then Moscow sends up a rocket, pushes it back so it hits uh, New York, and then like, we push it yeah, back it's over like Pong. the... Yeah, it's like Pong. Much like Space Pong. you got to bounce it off of Iceland to get it past the paddle. Yeah, yeah. That is actually one of the issues. Once you take affirmative action, it's on you. And, and you might, uh, all right, it's headed for Australia. No problem. We'll, we'll uh, knock it a little further south. And then it ends up taking out India because you did the math wrong or something. Right. Yeah. But uh, there you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I've heard various uh, egghead scientists talk about that it's it's fairly likely that a, a big old asteroid will whack into us in the next you know few thousand years. But while I do care about, for instance, the United States and our culture and the rest of it for our children, and grandchildren, our excessive spending, et cetera, et cetera, I uh, maybe this makes me a bad person. If an asteroid wipes people out in five thousand years, I, I don't care. Yeah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> And again, we You're do. I am. The first royal baby pictures are oh, yeah. out. They're at our website with our analysis. Exactly. He is like a little baby. I, for one, am not impressed. Read my blog on <laughs> armstrongandgetty.com. Your baby blog. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Breaking news, breaking news. Breaking news, Michael. Get Brandon out of his stall, the breaking news donkey. We have the royal baby's name. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to planet Earth, Archie Harrison. Archie? Archie. Why is this loud? Oh, oh, shut up. Oh, oh, stop it. Oh, Harrison's his middle name. Yes. They're Mountbatten's. Yes. Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor. I'm a Tudor man. I'm a Tudor man. So ever since that lineage <laughs> ended, I've not really recognized the throne. Well, uh, there, Archie, you have there you go. It. It's official. Now, post your idiot comments at TMZ. Well, again. <laughs> We'll have our analysis on a blog at our exactly. website. We'll our analysis be. of the first pictures and the name. I will blog, vlog, and are there more? <laughs> is there more? Is there anything else like that? Is that, that the only kind? No, that's about it, yeah. I will both <laughs> blog and vlog this afternoon about Archie Harrison Mountbatten so, Is it Archibald or is it just Archie? I thought your royals, you didn't go with things like... Jimmy and Archie and as the formal name, yeah. right? 
or Jack, which is your actual given name, correct? That's wrong. That's just wrong. Yeah, that is my name. You know, Archie, you took it down. Harrison wins a mount. Batten wins a mount. Batten, <laughs> Targaryen. <laughs> so, uh... It is nothing dumber than hereditary rule, people. <laughs> it's difficult to think. How about we just give uh, ultimate power to his kid when it's born? Oh, good idea. What if the kid's a lunatic or an idiot? I don't know. I think that we better stick with it. <laughs> and why their family not yours? And, and I don't know. And then we ought to act all worshipful when they come along. Yeah, that'll be a good idea. Boy, humans are stupid. <laughs> I, you know, I, for one, welcome the planet of the apes. It can't be worse. You know, we are, in theory, the smartest animal, but animals don't do that. You have to, usually in a show of physical strength, which includes some mental capabilities, you have to best the other male rivals. Right. To be in charge. It's not just, well, you know, the reason he's in charge is uh, a thousand years ago, his great-great-great-grandfather was in charge. So, right. He's still in charge. That's the way we decided here in the Wolfpack. Yeah. What? That's stupid. Wait, well, Dr. Zayas was in charge, and now this is his son, so now he's in charge. Here on the planet apes of the apes. Exactly. <laughs> apes wouldn't do that. <laughs> They're much wiser than that. Uh, last they pound each other with their fists. Last night's Colbert report. That's not what it's called anymore. It's called... Uh, the Late Show. Yep. It's Letterman's old show, right? Yes. Uh, Colbert is the host now, and uh, and has been for 10 years, at least. He had a guy on from MSNBC and asked him a question. It's up to Congress and the country to figure that out. I mean, we're not reporting it out gunning for one outcome. Really? <laughs> yeah. You guys don't advocate at all over at MSNBC? You guys, come on, you guys bang a drum over there sometimes. We definitely have people who are affiliated with causes and parties and our analysts and some people are okay. making the case. Okay. Um, but, I mean, if, can I just talk about the beat? Sure. Instead of the whole, the whole thing? Sure, of course, yeah. On the beat... It's the only no. show I care about right now. <laughs> <laughs> on the beat, we're not advocating for an outcome. Okay, good. That's good. All right, thank so he uh, kind of insinuated that MSNBC wasn't rooting for an outcome, which is pretty hilarious. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> I just like Colbert. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no drum beating over there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's funny. Wow. You know, and biases aren't wrong. You just need to be upfront with yeah, them. Yeah, just say our channel. We believe in democratic policies and think they'd be better for the country and better for for humankind, and we advocate for that side. And Fox could say the opposite about conservatism. Pretending that you don't do it seems silly. Oh well, yeah, I think it's 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 a temporary strategy because people used to look at the news as facts and 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 unbiased and just the information, folks. We think you should have this. And, you know, more and more it's becoming clear that, A, that's really difficult to do even if you're serious oh, about yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, B, yeah. ain't hardly nobody doing it. Yeah, it's very difficult to do. Yeah. So, listen, you use the word fact. That only in certain circumstances do you even have a single fact about something. Well, and it was funny. There was somebody pitching on, oh, it was the openly lefty. Shepard Smith, who's uh, one of the main anchors of Fox News, uh, tell me about the openly conservative anchors on uh, MSNBC, if any names spring to mind, um, and his at least uh, uh, moderate cohort there, Chris Matthews, were talking about 
This is an opinion. This isn't spin. These are facts. And they were, you know, unleashing that word like it was the atomic bomb. But which facts and presented in which way? I mean, it's it's easy to pick facts and then, uh, if you're any good at words, <laughs> present them in, in a way that, that, that tends to convince you one thing or another. Sure. And uh, Kellyanne Conway at one time used the term alternative facts, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, and people throw that around all the time like it's just an example of the Trump administration lying. They're all, there are alternative facts. You throw out a fact, I can throw out an alternative fact. And they're both facts. Mine's making a different argument. People right. have become just too rhetorically savvy, right? Way too many people watched Aaron Sorkin written dramas, huh. and now everybody uh, is aware of the what you guys are talking about, where there's there's lenses that filter what the facts are actually saying. And anytime a fact is presented without the lens that the listener agrees with, it's like, wait, you're misrepresenting that fact. When it's oftentimes not sure. that at all. Context here's, is a big thing. Here's an example. Uh, who are you blaming? Uh, Aaron Sorkin. Who is a Jew. You're blaming the Jews. You're an anti-Semite. That is a fact. That is absolutely a fact that you are blaming a Jew for what <laughs> we're going through For the current state of media. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But so an example, unemployment is the is the lowest it's been in fifty years. Yeah, fact. You could stand up and give a stump speech and people cheer, or you could get up and you could say, and whether or not this is entirely true, but other people are saying this: people are underemployed. We have more people doing doing uh, things that are under what they used to do, mm-hmm. their capabilities, or qualified than they've ever to been. do. Yeah, yeah, sure. or qualified yeah. to do. That can also be a fact. Those are all. That's an alternative fact to the other one. You could bring up the uh, low uh, labor participation rate. Yeah, exactly. That's an alternative yeah. fact. Yeah. And so these are facts. Okay. All right. Uh, uncle, but no, not uncle. You don't win by saying that. Fact check. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, you talk about something that is uh, old and tired. The whole fact check thing came and went. Man, I've got a great story, but I'm not sure we have time. I'm old and tired. Um, <laughs> fact check. Accurate. Fact. Exactly. No Pinocchio. So, Portland, Maine. It's growing as a city. They're trying to get, like, more things to do and, and get yeah. more impressive and all. They're trying to become a world-class city. I pulled which was into, a phrase in the 90s. I pulled into Portland, Maine the one time I've been there and thought, why don't I live here? Freaking awesome there. But, so, um, it, it was funny. For a while, there was this craze of, we need to be a world-class city. And we lived in a couple of towns in succession that were obsessed with that. But, so, there's an opera there, and there was a big gala celebrating the anniversary. It was a fundraiser. People paid a lot of money uh, to go, and it was Black Tire Festival. Yeah, tire. it's an opera about uh, lobster fishing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we call it uh, Claws of Fury. <laughs> <laughs> going to be a good crop this year. Um, so, <laughs> all of this is very funny, but I'm going to run out of time. So um, so it, this big event goes off, but someone wrote a letter to the editor. Some Crawford Williamson, his name was, wrote a letter to the editor about slovenly clothing and behavior marring the enjoyment of the main opera. And um, also said, well, the opera was superb, Clearly, the phrase black tie is foreign to many Portland residents. Several attendees appeared to be dressed more appropriately to attend a local county fair. They pointed out, now some persons, such as the individual with Down syndrome, dressed in jeans, tennis shoots, and no jacket. I have no problem with that, but some people dressed with zero care. 
Tennis shorts, torn jeans, and coveralls. And the table manners. Some guests appear to have been taught how to eat by farm animals. And so this letter to the editor causes this enormous uproar. Bitter fighting and posts and reposts and arguments and 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 uh, and people saying no, did you come as you are? We ought to enjoy. And other people saying you're pigs, you're animals, and everybody's going crazy. Then it comes out. There's no such a dude. He didn't go. <laughs> None of these things were true. He was just trolling the city of Portland, Maine, and he started this enormous bitter fight. Well, nobody, nobody raised their head up and said, I was there. I didn't notice that. Well, the, 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 uh, the paper, the local paper, is apologizing profusely and saying they will seriously upgrade their vetting procedures and the rest of it. <laughs> no, you, know, you won't. You know, I, <laughs> there's some trolling I think is just sickening and mean, and it's small people trying to hurt other people's feelings. On the other one, I think this one's hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's just so Good. People got so whipped up yelling at each other. You shouldn't wear coveralls to an opera. <laughs> Nobody did. <laughs> Nobody. And, and the poor opera people, I'll tell you what, the only victims of this are the opera people saying, we want you to just come and listen. Enjoy. We don't care what you wear. Did you buy a ticket? Great. Yeah. Oh, please. When you, Opera's not exactly growing. When you said that, I found it a little hard to believe just because the, the, the kind of person that would wear coveralls to an opera doesn't want to go to the opera. Here's a true no, fact. They're not going to be there. The tickets for this gala were 2,500 bones. Wow. Jesus. For cocktails, dinner, music, and a live auction mm. where you get to spend more money. I better get a live octopus with that money. I'm, I'm not Take I'm it not home. Going. It's my pet now. <laughs> <laughs> or a lobster, huh? <laughs> Sorry, Mainers. It's a bit of a cliche. We know. It's the lazy. Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.